At this time, I invite you to remain standing in body or spirit as we hear our gospel lesson this morning, which comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, verses 36 to 50. Luke writes, One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to eat with him, and when he went into the Pharisee's home, he reclined to dine. And a woman in the city who was a sinner, having learned that he was eating in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster jar of ointment. She stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears and to dry them with her hair, kissing his feet and anointing them with ointment. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw it, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him for she is a sinner. Jesus spoke up and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, he replied, speak. A certain money lender had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii, the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debts for both of them. Now which of them loved him more? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the greater debt. And Jesus said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has bathed my feet with her tears and dried them with her hair. You gave me no kiss. But from the time I came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. But those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who forgives sins? But he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Our sermon series this morning, Room at the Table for You, with another story in Luke of Jesus eating and drinking with people. Last week, Carolyn shared with us the story about Jesus eating with Levi the tax collector at a banquet. This week, we have Jesus eating with Simon the Pharisee in his home. Now Simon, a Pharisee, meaning that he was a religious and political leader in his community. There's a lot of meat in this text, a lot of places that we could have gone. And trust me, I tried. You should see my drafts for my sermon this morning. But what's interesting to me here and what I kept coming back around to over and over again is the disruption to the eating and drinking of Jesus. Over and over again in the Gospel of Luke, we see Jesus eating with all kinds of people. And when Jesus sits down at the table, the text never reads Jesus went into the home of the Pharisee Simon, they sat down, they had falafel 
It was delicious. It was righteous. The end. That never happens in the Gospel of Luke. There is always, always a reason that Jesus has gathered around the table. And it is to do the magnificent work of changing hearts and minds. As Carolyn shared with us last week, eating and drinking with others in Middle Eastern culture is a way of identifying your values. You do not simply eat or drink with anyone. You certainly do not eat or drink with those with whom you disagree. And you definitely, definitely do not eat or drink with people that do not ascribe to your brand of holy, whatever that might be. So Luke sets the scene for us. You know what? Let's set the scene. Take this beautiful candle. Set it right there. And this. But must be careful with the candles. Set it right here. Ah! Plates. Put that there. And that. Some fruit. So Jesus is eating and drinking in the home of the Pharisee Simon, which now suggests to us, the audience, Simon is someone with whom Jesus shares value. And so we understand that this is a place that Jesus ought to be eating with the Pharisee Simon. But our story takes a very sharp and a very fast turn. When a woman in the city, who is known to be a sinner, shows up. Now, I don't know about you, but when I host people in my home, if there were to be an unexpected visitor who showed up and came inside to where my table is, I think I would be rather alarmed. But it's very curious to me that it's not the woman's presence in Simon's home that seems bothersome. It's her reputation. Which begs the question, who is invited to sit at the table? David, come right here. Now, as I travel down this rabbit hole, who is invited to sit at the table? It's not necessarily that the woman's presence is problematic. After all, she's not asking to be fed. Maybe we're supposed to just assume that this is a thing that happened in first century Israel and Palestine. There's a table, people show up. And this woman shows up she doesn't ask for a seat. Instead, she stands behind Jesus, weeping, anointing Jesus' feet with expensive ointment, kissing his feet, and drying his feet with her tears. But really, doesn't that sound a little absurd to you? If someone came and stood behind me and tried to 
cry on my feet, I might be a little concerned. But Jesus continues on at the table, bringing us to this understanding. Jesus never just eats and drinks with anyone. There is always, always something else that is happening. And I believe that if we lift this story out of our first century context in the text and lift it into our 21st century context, perhaps we can read the story through the lens of mercy. Now, I want us to really absorb the richness of what I mean by mercy. Mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown to someone who it is in our power to punish or harm. Compassion or forgiveness to someone who it is in my power to punish or harm. Jesus is actively showing us in the text. This is what it looks like to show mercy. And Luke, in his writing, presents this to us beautifully. First, he sets the scene, the table. But whose table? The table of a righteous man. Who's invited to the table? Jesus, a righteous man. What's our dramatic turn? A woman. And listen very carefully, a known sinner in the community shows up to bathe Jesus' feet with her tears and ointment. What's our lesson? Well, church, I believe that our lesson is that it, it is in our power to show mercy, then it is also our duty. Meaning, this woman, a known sinner, leading us to believe that Simon the Pharisee knew her. They lived in the same community. And if this woman, known to be living outside of the grace of God, were known to Simon, a leader with political and religious power, then would it not be Simon's duty to show her mercy? Now, to answer this question, Jesus does what he does very best, and he tells Simon a story. He says, Simon, there are two debtors who go to a loan collector. One takes out a loan, 500 denarii, a great amount of money. The other, 50 denarii. And when neither of the debtors can return the loan that they have taken out, the debt collector forgives both debts. And Jesus asks the question, now Simon, who loves the collector more? Now let's remember, Simon, a man with political and religious power, leading us to believe that Simon is quite bright. He's smart. He knows what Jesus is asking him. And he answers Jesus rightly, he says, the one who was shown the greater mercy. The greater mercy. Because the debt collector had the financial power and the status to forgive the loans. 
Likewise, I believe that Jesus is telling Simon, Simon, you have great power. With your great power comes great responsibility. So what does this have to do with the table? table. The table is a place that transcends time and space and technology. Because when we sit together here at the table, when we eat together, we look at each other. We talk to each other. We get to know each other. By virtue of looking and talking at one another, we we hold space for one another. And I believe that this space becomes radically, radically transformational. Because whoever we sit with, whoever we eat with, whoever we drink with, we become aware of who they are. And when we know who someone is, we get to know their fears, their great hopes, their deep concerns, their struggles. We get to know their greatest joys. When we sit here at the table, we find that strangers become friends. Now, I don't know if you recognize this person. If you don't know, this is Jim Harper member of our choir, longtime member of our congregation, my colleague and my very good friend. Strangers become friends here at the table. And friends, when we learn to sit around the table with one another, we start to see each other more clearly. Just as Jesus helped Simon to see more clearly who is not at the table, and who it is in our great power to show mercy. I'm not suggesting that this is easy. I don't believe that Jesus would suggest that it's easy either. Yet, beloved, we are deeply, intrinsically, spiritually, cosmically, universally connected to one another. And it is in our power to show mercy unto others in the measure that Jesus has showed mercy unto us. And together we have the power to create the kingdom of God right here in our midst. The kingdom of God that looks like a table. And it starts right here. Right here, right here at this table. At this table and at every table that we share. So that by the power of the table and the power of grace and mercy at work in us, we can go forth from this place and do likewise. To set a table just as Christ has set a table. Where all are welcome, where all are invited, 
where all have a seat. May we go forth and do so as Christ has done. Amen.